Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tarvalin or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. To anger the ogre and pull the mountains down on your head. <laughs> An apt quote to kick off today's uh, episode. Indeed, I would like to drop a mountain on the heads of a few of these characters right uh-huh. now. <laughs> so we are rereading the Wheel of Time books in advance of the TV show adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite moments <laughs> and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Perhaps you can guess by my tone that we have a lot of not-so-favorite moments for this episode. I wouldn't say a There's lot. Some good ones. I, but... I, have, I have a significant not-so-favorite moment, but it's not like <laughs> There's a lot of them, but I have a significant not-so-favorite moment. There you go. There you go. It's the uh, the quality of the not-so-favorite perhaps <laughs> outweighs the quantity yes. in this case. Um, before we get started with our discussion, first of all, first of all, thank you to everyone who commented on the trailer bonus episode on Patreon. Several folks suggested that that scene between Egwene and Rand that looked like it could be sexy times could actually be a Shinaran bath scene, which I think is a legit suggestion. Yeah. It did not occur to me. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I, I could see that. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I was going to say, we hope, we fervently hope that that's true. Um, They did also announce it, I literally just saw right before we started recording, is there's going to be something happening with Wheel of Time at New York Comic Con. I am unsurprised by this. Yeah, same. When is New York Comic Con again? October. Oh, okay. All right. One of the, either the, the I want to say the second weekend of October, maybe. This will be my first year not going. I know, right? Since two. Thousand early something. Wow, wow. Like, yeah, it's weird, right? A weird place right now. Yeah, no, I've I've been to a lot of them, and it is very strange not to be going. Anyway, uh, okay, so more on that. Yeah, more. Um, I'm sure we will discuss whatever happens at at New York Comic Con, and I don't know. Maybe we'll get like, oh, you know what? I wonder if they're gonna air the first episode. You know, they do that sometimes, right? Like they'll do it in the like, um. Whatever that room is, yeah, where they do all yeah. the screenings, and then we'll get a lot of rumors because we won't be there to see it. Yeah, we'll hear a lot. We'll painful. we'll have a lot of things like um, confirmed or 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 denied. Or denied so hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll hmm. see. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, also, a quick shout out. It looks like we picked up some new listeners. So if you're new here, welcome. Yeah, thanks, hello. Thanks for coming <laughs> along on the ride. <laughs> we, ho- we hope you enjoy our our joy and our fury. Yeah. <laughs> I did see a comment from a new Patreon supporter who was like, thanks for being angry even while you like it. And I was like, yep, that's our MO. <laughs> that, that's it. That's that's the podcast. We love it, but we're mad. <laughs> but, that's right. We love it, but we're mad about it. <laughs> So on that note, here we go. We're we're talking today about chapters 17 through 24 of The Shadow Rising. Wait, okay, one more thing before we get started. I would like extreme amounts of credit for not reading ahead. I said the, oh my god, okay, I said the exact <laughs> same thing on Twitter. I was like, I need you all to understand like how badly I wanted to go on to the next chapter and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I I was like chapter 24 ends on a cliffhanger. <gasps> I am not going to keep reading, but oh, I'm so mad about it. I think it's hands down the most intense, like, 
cliffhanger we have had to deal with based on our 100%. chapter separations. Like generally yes. we get a pretty good yeah. round. Like this is the first one I think in four <laughs> books where it's been like, hey, fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the worst way to end something that you yes. cannot continue. Yes. Seriously. Okay. All right. So let's let's go back to the beginning though. Chapter 17. All right. Deceptions. <laughs> Deceptions. So okay. it's Tom, it's which Tom. is nice. Although, okay, I have to say, no? the li- no, 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 it totally is. As an overall note for this section, the oh. for some reason the like men, like men, women binary thing Jordan d- does oh, yeah. is like worse. It feels yeah. like like it it's felt, getting worse, right? It felt like particularly rough to go through, and like Tom kicks it off. He's, it, I mean, it's I love Tom. Don't get me wrong, totally love Tom. He's, like, super tired, but he's trying to do what he can for Rand by, like, mm-hmm. seeding these notes of distrust among the, like, lay people for the nobles of terror. But, like, within the first thing, it's, like, Tom's, like, talking to himself, like, yo, stop looking at that girl's boobs and just, for, like, I and I was, like, you're disgusting. Stop. <laughs> Why is that necessary? Yeah. Don't make him lecherous. <laughs> oh, I know, especially considering what's about to like go down later on in developments. So, like, <sighs> anyway, sorry. It's it's very it's it was just a lot. Like, but like literally, old fool, you have enough hands and ears, so stop thinking of a fine bosom and remember the look and remember the look in her eye. And you're like, bro, eyes up here, eyes, eyes up here, bro. literally, like, <laughs> eyes up, man. Um, <laughs> like I actually thought the way it was going to go when he was thinking about so like this he's talking to this uh woman and these men and the woman uh, about the horrible things that the the attack that happened right we've rewinded a little bit yeah. it's like the the attack from the Trillox and Murdral on the on the stone has just happened just happened then yeah that night and it's like the sun is rising like Tom's been up all night um, and the woman says, this like young woman is like, the, the Lord Dragon saved us. And Tom realizes that she's, you know, she's pretty, but she has this like predatory gleam in her eye. And he's like, she's mm-hmm. greedy, but she's honest about it. And I thought it was going to go to him remembering that woman who died in his rooms. Mm-hmm. Of being like, oh, I shouldn't involve other people. Like kind of like a guilt thing yeah. is how I thought it was going to go. And then it just got real gross nope. real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, ew. But he's doing this, which is, like, kind of nice, right? He's like, yeah. this is the another time that we're kind of seeing this, like, need for rumor to be used against the powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. which is a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then he has this whole conversation with Moiraine. <gasps> so good, right? Which was great because, okay, so this is, and it's interesting, too, that we're getting this from Tom's perspective and not Moiraine's. Because this is, so Moiraine is coming to him and saying, I want you to go to Tanchico with Elaine and Nynaeve to protect them. Yes. And it's what I really liked about this, like right off the bat, you know, like he has these interactions with these like servants and they're very uneven. Like the Majir comes up and he kind of like ones up that person who is like that horrible woman who runs the household essentially. Um, And so you have these like very uneven conversations and then it gets to Moiraine and it's just the, I think one of the first times we're seeing Moiraine in conversation with someone who is much more of an equal mm. and seeing her from the perspective of someone who is much mm-hmm. more of an equal to her than, you know, um, Rand or sure. Matt or whomever we usually see her interacting yeah, yeah. with. Because even like 
with Suen, it's like a different experience. This is like yeah. an I don't want to say straight up antagonistic person, but like, you know, there is a level of like distrust and equality to the conversation that I really enjoyed. And we're seeing Moiraine showing care Mm -hmm. for the girls in a way that she does not show them in person. Yes, Like they're, especially because most of what we've seen from Moiraine in interaction with the girls is from the girls' point of view Mm -hmm. and is extremely antagonistic. Like they're mad at her. They don't think she's telling them enough. And condescending. There's, yeah, exactly, blah, blah, blah. But like you get to see this other side of her, albeit through Tom's eyes, where she's like, doing her best to try to make sure that they are okay and you're like yes that's the Moiraine that we know yeah although it still gets a little we'll talk about it when we get to her POV in a little while that I'm frustrated by but sure fair enough this they kind of start off having this conversation and she's clearly trying to tell him she knows what he's up to and he's like sort of like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) like what I'm just a simple glee man because he's been like (laughs) helping Rand by getting rid of like some of his more powerful adversaries through yes. you know the 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 game Forging the great notes game and yeah all sorts of things and so he says this to Moiraine like he's just a simple gleeman and then we get more about Tom Marilyn yes. than I think we've ever gotten which Moiraine is like let me drop some knowledge <laughs> and she tells us he's like called the gray fox which I was like all right Tom's a silver fox we get it. <laughs> sure everyone thinks he's handsome <laughs> um but I, what I thought was interesting was like, so we bring up this whole thing. It was like Morghese's lover after Terengale died. Fortunate for Morghese, Terengale's death. Um, so you know you're getting a little bit of history of Morghese's side. But mm-hmm. that what really matters, like first of all, I love that she's like, <laughs> such arrogance to keep the same name. Like nobody yeah. was going to find out. <laughs> But then what this really was was an introduction so Tom could tell us what he knows mm-hmm. about Moiraine. And Moiraine mm-hmm. is Terengale's half-sister. So she has this, like, connection to the the queen that we just didn't know. Like, I feel like Moiraine's backstory is such a mystery. Yeah. Like, I can tell you more about Sue and then I could tell you about Moiraine. Mm-hmm. Even though Moiraine has been much a much bigger focus in these books thus far. It's a good point. And I love that we're getting it from Tom, who is trying to, like, get under her skin a little bit. Yeah. But also be like, I know my shit. Like, I am not one right. of these children that you can lead around. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It is. It's so good. It's so good. So, yeah, so then she's like, don't you want to protect, help protect Elaine? Like, they're going into danger. And he's like, I don't, I don't care. I haven't seen more gays in 15 mm. years. Like, she can do whatever she wants. Mm. Except, like, that's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. Um, so they, yeah, they banter and parry a little bit. But, like, obviously he's going to go. Well, yeah, because she brings up Owen, his nephew. Yes. Which is, like, talk about a stab. And she, oh, she clearly, like... There's this line that says, you know, um, after Tom says the whole, like, oh, it's been 15 years, like, who cares, blah, blah, blah. She hesitated. So it's like, this is like Mm. her kind of, all right, you're making, you're putting me in the position. And if I'm going to get this done, I'm going to get it done, which we know about Moiraine. Like, we know that she will be willing to do it. But from Tom's eyes, to see that hesitation, I think is really important because then she says it. But you know that it was like, I didn't want to have to do this. Right, this this. is my last card. This is my last card. And so what you find out is Owen, 
his nephew who had been uh, left to go mad, essentially is what Tom thought, was actually gentled and left to fend for himself by a bunch of Red Sisters, which is not in according with Tarvalin law, right? Like they're mm-hmm. supposed to come, which is this is the first instance we'll see of this yes. in this one section. Um, and so she offers him up the names of the Red Sisters and who gave them their orders right? to do this, to this this boy that, you know, it's Tom's nephew. And so she's doing it. And she says here, like, I'm going to show you that not all Aes Sedai are like that, mm-hmm. which is interesting when we don't see a lot of that from her, at least yeah. expressed outwardly. Like you kind yeah. of, the world is what it is and people distrust the Aes Sedai. But this is the first instance, I think, of her being like, okay, but you're smarter. Like, let's talk right. about it. Right. Yeah. Two things. One is that I didn't I didn't think she was like I thought that Tom knew his nephew had been stilled. But what I or gentled or whatever the hell they call it. But what I didn't know was that, like, there's a protocol, right? Like they're supposed to take the men who can yes, to yeah, the yeah, tower. Yeah. And they didn't do that. They didn't follow protocol. And that, like probably hastened his yeah 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 yeah. it would not have been if he had been if it had been done the right way exactly yeah and then point two i have literally in my notes i was like oh more divisions in the tower Mm -hmm. like it's like you're saying like we don't actually see a lot of like aside from the black aja the Aes Sedai and Moiraine generally present like a united front yes right because they know they have to and like in their conversations with each other we know that there are divisions but they don't talk about that to outsiders so this is the first time yeah I think we're seeing of like an Aes Sedai confess to somebody who is not an Aes Sedai that like oh yeah there are divisions inside mm-hmm. the tower even aside from the Black Aja yeah it was very like it felt like a very heavy conversation for for good yeah. reason and it kind of ends with Tom realizing, like, there are no good choices. Like, either yeah. he gives up on this, like, finding out who did this to his nephew or he leaves what he considers ran to the wolves and, and yeah. doesn't help him. And, you know, it kind of ends with him being like, great, like, it's a trap no matter which way I go. So yeah. I'm going to have to make a call. Um, yeah. But we don't we don't know at this point which way he's right. going to go, even though you kind of can guess based on narrative yes (laughs) and then we get then we go we like move all the way to min over in tarvalin which was such like a jarring yeah like right it was such a jarring shift of pov and it's this like really kind of exasperating conversation and interaction she's she's in full elmandretta like makeup and skirts and whatever and she's like pretending to embroider and Gowan and Galad come up and Gowan is like asking her about I mean it's just the whole thing is like very weird. It it is really weird and it's like the two of them come up and what we I guess what's important is what we learn from this is that Galad is flirting with the white cloaks which I hate worst upsetting. i remember that this i side note i remember that this was a thing Just and i like still hate it immensely upsetting yeah um i i do not remember like i don't yeah have any and in fact up until this point i was like having trouble remembering which one was gallant and which one was gallant <laughs> i was like who is who again like i can't i can't now remember. you're gonna remember now i'm gonna remember um I do love sort of the reactions that when we get women in POV to Gallant, because <laughs> even Min is like, oh, he's so hot. 
But it's like eyes up here again. Like it's a very like you just want. I know. Well, I mean, obviously is, the power differential is different. not only that is with this is he smiled at her unconscious of what he was doing, and she suddenly yeah. found herself breathless in truth. Men should not be allowed smiles like that, <laughs> which feels less gross than yeah. like stop looking at her boobs. Right. <laughs> like, That's fair. It's a fair point. It's like fair you know, it, I feel like it was just like given a little more lightness to it mm, of where she mm-hmm. was just like, oh, so it's like such a, that smile, like, wow. Right. But forget Gallad. I want to say that the chemistry between Gowan and Min in this section yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I was like, forget like any of their, like Rand who? Right. <laughs> they, like, like Gowan is like sort of teasing her and he's like trying to ask her about, um, at the same time, ask about Elaine and Egwene because he yeah. and he and Gallad are so uh, worried. Um, Which side note, Elmendretta doesn't know shit about. I know. She doesn't even know them. Yeah, so that's it's why like, it's like Gowan, she's like, what, what are, are you doing? doing? Like, what are why you are doing? You? And so she has to be like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, like, what? <laughs> and Gallad is like, dude, why are you bothering Mistress Elmendretta with this nonsense? <laughs> like, it's like a whole weird interaction. But you're right. They are like, she's like saying these things that are like on the surface, very like simple and like coquettish, but are actually little like jabs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like really funny and cute and like very like yeah. I was like oh you guys are really cute together actually right. <laughs> she does I, we did gloss over she has this moment where she sees Loghain who has yes. been gentled yes and is being led by sisters and he's like kind of just like uh, just eh, you know like he's like not who he used to be obviously but she sees a gold and blue halo around him which means forthcoming glory that she's like Mm -hmm. how could this happen after he's gentle like it's a very weird thing enough that that is what makes her want to go and and see the amaralyn and get kind of out of the situation um it's it's unsettling i think for everyone and so Mm -hmm. she runs off and then gowan makes like an excuse to come with her and we get mm-hmm. we get some more like cuteness between the two of them. <laughs> I have like seriously, like they have far more chemistry between New these two OTP. characters. Like legit. I was like, oh no. Oh, you guys are cute though. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and she kind of asks him more, and he's like, she she or he asks her more, and she's like, I can't. We ha- we can't say anything, man. Like I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, you can tell here. We get more character from Gowan. Yeah, in this moment, right? He's like super nervous for his sister. He's super worried about his brother because he's like, "Why is he hanging out with the freaking white cloaks?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a disaster. Like a disaster waiting to happen. Like given, like he's being mm. given like um, literature and like yeah, clearly like, has not been taught critical thinking skills. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, his obsession with like moral purity Ugh. is just already a problem, gross. and it's only going to get worse. I know, it's so gross. Anyway, yeah, so it is, it's a great, yeah, you do get a lot, do you really get to see what Gowan is, like, struggling Mm -hmm. with? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of nice, because I feel like I said, like, prior to this, I was like, who is who? (laughs) Which brother is which? Which one's, like, the super hot one, and which one's, like, the mostly hot one? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Jordan's yeah. words, not mine. <laughs> I know, right? It's, no, you're 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 correct. That is a correct characterization. <laughs> so then, so Min is like, dude, just you just have to chill, which we know he's not going to do, but that's all she can say to him. And then she goes to find the Amerlin because of this vision of Logan, mm-hmm. but like she realizes as she does this, that this is actually a, a terrible idea. Yep. Because she's not, Elmandretta is not supposed to be able to just go and see the Amerlin whenever she wants. Yep. And sure enough, Swan and Leanne are like, what the hell are you doing here? I did not summon you. You're going to blow the whole scheme. And she's like, but I saw a thing. And, and I like, thought you should know. And just like, let me go back to Rand. Yeah, could I, what if, and what if, by the way, I have barely seen anything, like, can I just go already? It's interesting here, though, because this interaction where Min asks, like, let me go back to Ren, like, my, my, I haven't seen anything about the Black Aja, which is why you catch me here. I've given you, like, a few visions. I haven't really done anything. This seems like Mm -hmm. a waste of my talents, essentially. And Suin is like, no, you helped me, like, figure out somebody's going to steal. And, like, that girl who was going to get pregnant, we managed to stop that. And Min has kind of, like, yeah. an internal thought of being, like, you didn't stop it. Right. She's, she's gonna, it's going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Which, to me, speaks to sort of this, like, futility of overreaching control mm-hmm. of the Amberlin of, like, bad shit's going to happen, man, and you're not going to be able to stop it. And, That's like, right. I don't know what that bad shit is, but I know that this feels like a harbinger a little bit of Min being like, you did not stop that vision. Like you Mm -hmm. think you stopped it, but you did not. And you're Mm -hmm. not listening to me when I tell you, like, if I see it, it's going to happen. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's asking for more information also, like what's going on with Rand and like, why don't you have any news? I want to know what's going on. And then serendipitously, she, the Emerlin does get a couple of pigeons from Moiraine of information. Yeah. So one of the big ones is that Maesrum Tame escaped. Yeah. Prior to which, being gentled. Right. Which we know was one of the things that the two captured Black Aja told mm-hmm. the girls about. Yep. That we didn't know if it was true or not. Well, so now we know turns that's out true. true. <laughs> turns out true. Also, can I tell you that in my head I had conflated Loghain and Maesrum Tame and I forgot that they were different Easy people, to do. Right? Easy to do. Like, because Maesrum Tame has barely been on the page. Yeah. Like, like he's just a name that's been tossed around. So, you know, Loghain has gotten like a little bit more. Like a tiny bit more But like time. only the tiniest bit. So, yeah. I know. No, I keep forgetting. Sense. But they are two different people. Yeah. It's going to be important later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is another moment where Suin is like the minute he's taken, gentle him. And yeah. so we're seeing sort of a, a another situation in which in the way that the handling of Owen, mm-hmm. how many decisions Tom made was based entirely on distrusting the Aes Sedai. What impact is this going to have on what right. could be a major player? Like we we don't know, but I imagine yeah. it will be something. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt no doubt and then she does get confirmation because they've had rumors but they haven't had a hundred percent confirmation that rand has taken calendar but she gets that confirmation from Moiraine. so now she's like okay great we're gonna move i'm gonna call everybody to convene we're gonna like actually do some things now that he's clearly the dragon reborn like i can finally openly be like hey here's what we're gonna do and leanne is very nervous about this yep 
And Mamerlin's like, oh, are people not going to be on board with my plan? That's surprising to me. And you're just like, oh, my God, Swan, like, come on. It's, come on it's now. pretty wild. And, like, Min is like, okay. Or no, Leanne says, like, so he has calendar. He He's, you know, he's a dragon reborn, but, like, he can channel. Like, we were just talking about yeah. Maze Room Tame. What, right. What's the difference? And Amarillin is like, well, that dude's a wolf. Rand's a wolf hound. <laughs> one we can lead, one we can't. And we'll see it like Rand later is like, I'm not your pet dog. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which I was on his side. We'll talk about that. But yes, like, of course. <laughs> but it's just you're I feel like it's almost like too intensely like leading us to a point here with Suin of being like Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's It's, it's all like, over text. It's not subtle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like not subtle in the way that yeah. I would like it to be of like mm-hmm. as a reader, I'm reading this and I'm like, this is gonna blow up in your face. <laughs> like I know it is. Yep. There are too many clues. Yeah, yeah. It's a little it's a little overt. A little overt. And then oh yeah this is rough. We get this character who's never been on the page before well, she's whose name whose name has not right whose name has not yeah. right so sarah coventry who eventually it is revealed is the one who first brought min mm-hmm. to the amerlin when she arrived when they were starting the elmandretta ruse and she's working on a farm she's been exiled to some farm she doesn't know why she's pissed off about it <laughs> and some Aes Sedai has come to talk to her and she's asking questions about everything she saw to do with Elmandretta mm-hmm. and gets tortured and, in the process. And probably murdered. Yeah. That last line is she's not anything. the only one because the the like woman in charge of the whole thing, she like sees that woman's laundry basket lying yeah. on the side and she's like, she would never do that. So like basically whoever this Aes Sedai is, which we don't know for sure, but I mean, Aleda, right? Like, it's got to be Aleda, because who else knows? Who else? Like, Aleda was the one who walked by. Yeah, but do you think that's a red herring? I no, feel like probably Al- true. Aleda probably is true. like so aggressively unlikable <laughs> that I'm just like, to do make- we think she's actually going to torture it's, people? It's, yeah, right. It seems like. It just seems so. She, I mean, I don't know. I was just talking about the unsubtlety of that too, and yeah. stuff. And so, like, yeah, who knows? Like, saying. maybe. But like, I. It just feels like it's too easy, right? To, for and then, do we think Aleda is gonna like kill people over this information? Sure, that it, might be too far, right? Yeah. And to be like, Aleda is the only one who like saw that inter- interaction. Now we're gonna do this, do this, but we're not gonna like mention the Isidai name. It just yeah, seems fair. like too fair. easy. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe, but it, who knows? It could be, yeah. or it could be some other like black Aja that we don't know about, right? right? Like right. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Um, uh, <laughs> chapter eighteen. <sighs> yeah, this is where everything about this. It's I. You know I love. I know you do, Perrin and Fail. But I, I'm, did not I love this chapter. Waiting to get to the point that I will like Fail because so far I know it happened. Just at some point, so bad. I remember her being awesome, but this is not a good example. No, of it. she sucks. Perrin sucks more than like he has in a while in this yep. section. It's yep. like I, this is where I feel like Jordan's commitment to the difference between men and women like 
is such a hindrance to his storytelling. Yep. Yeah. Because it's like he's wanting us to forget what's at the heart of this are people in danger at two rivers. Yeah. Which you would think Taryn, <laughs> whose family and yeah. friends live there, would be like, okay, I should do whatever the fuck I can to make sure I right. get there fast. And Especially whatever. Perrin, who like historically he thinks something through, like he does the thing that he thinks is right. Yep. And like that's one of his great character, you know, yes. characteristics. And and like I get that like, yes, emotion and like love makes people act in weird ways and like his pride has been injured or whatever but like this is nonsense like this nonsense. On- honestly this feels like more matt than it would perrin and yeah, that's like like, right? try, like like cutting off your nose to spite your face yes. like it's very yeah it is it's very so the whole the basically this whole chapter is just like perrin and fail like being jerks at each other and like, like putting loyal poor and loyal in the middle like i know it's so I frustrating know. I about guess, the ways and who gets to go first and who's going it's, where it's and very when. stupid and, and like it's really dumb i guess what's really important is that one so Rand did that thing where he was like any isle who would go with with perrin please go or whatever but gall is the only one from the men's side who would right who took him up on it um because they Fael has two maidens. And Fael has two maidens. Which again, I was like, why are you making everyone seem so petty and stupid? Yeah. Like again, forgetting what is at the heart of this, which is actual people in trouble. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if there was any other reason for them to be going, I wouldn't be as frustrated with the pettiness of everything. Right. But right. you've you have told us mm-hmm. as readers that the re this is a big deal that Perrin has to go, and he has to go because he doesn't want his home to be burned. Yeah. Right. But and he feels as though it's his fault. He feels a very Mm -hmm. deep like need for this. So to to turn it into something like this is like. Yeah, it's really frustrating and unnecessary. I think the other important thing about that happens in Chapter 18 is that they're on their way, like they're getting ready to leave. Mm hmm. And there is basically, like, an earthquake kind of thing. Like, everything, there's this, like, huge noise, and the ground shakes, and they don't know what's going on. And Perrin is like, it's Rand trying to stop me from going. Like, this is about me. We gotta go. We gotta go. We have to go now. Like, I can feel this pull. And I think this is the first time we've seen him feel anything like what yeah. Matt has felt. Yeah. Yeah, like the suction. Yes. Right? Yes. We haven't heard that from Paramount. We have before. not. No. It's so very that, interesting. That's like, that was, like, the one interesting part of this whole Well, section. that and, you know, we get we get Loyal being very frustrated, which yes. he's not usually so visibly and vocally frustrated. So mm. it does feel like they're pushing him. And we learn a little bit more about the aisle and the yes. divisions and kind of right what could happen there right between mm-hmm. gall and bane and chiad yes. um it's 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 a rough, it's a rough chapter man yeah. they they're basically like going to the gate they get to the gate and parents like i'm gonna go in first yeah and then now Fael is mad because she's supposed to be following her, and it's and it's whatever. it's who very, cares? It's who it's cares? yeah, it's silly. There's like a point at which he's like, if I find out that she ruined my chance to go, she won't sit down for a week. And I was like, are you gonna beat her? Like what? I know. The fu- like, so what? stupid. Ugh, so stupid. I hated everything about this chapter. 
Yeah. I'm just the waiting. The next chapter is more interesting and better. The rest of it is, for the most yeah. part, like, great. Yeah, pretty like, good. It's all, like, interesting. There's a little – they're mild irritations, but nothing yes. – that entire chapter yeah, was irritating. Yeah, no, that whole chapter was terrible. Um, all right, so chapter 19, The Wave Dancer. Yes, so we are in Elaine's head, which is nice. Yes. And I will say that – I wasn't like I hadn't remembered that the girls split up that Elena and I need yeah, to, go yeah, up yeah. to do a thing and that Egwene goes the other direction. Um, and I have to say it's kind of a relief. I agree because Elaine has a, obviously a very different relationship with Nynaeve mm-hmm. than Nynaeve and Egwene have with each other. And now we don't have to have them bickering into each other. Like we can just have like some actual character development and story happen without them constantly unnecessarily baiting each other wholeheartedly agree although again here it's interesting so it it kicks off and they are just coming up to this boat outside of a carriage and Nenev is horrifically rude to the driver because of the bad roads Mm -hmm. um we get a little bit more of this kind of a look at the division between the nobility and the common man and how bad it is and yeah and you get to see elaine's like political training she's like oh man they have fucked this up like, yeah this is not what it should be like although it is interesting coming from a ruler being like oh yes huh, okay sure but the other mm-hmm. thing is so like uh, elaine like um to soothe the man for nanave's harsh words because it's not his fault the roads are bad kind of gives him a lot of money and gives him a kind word Right. And it's just funny to me because we know, like, I think anecdotally, and and I'm sure there are studies on this, but people who have less tend to give more than people who have a lot. Mm. Like, it tends to be that you, if you have, you're more willing to give up what you have because you remember what it's like to not have anything. Right. Versus people who are privileged and wealthy tend to Mm -hmm. not give as much because they hoard it. So right. it's interesting that they're that Jordan decided to swap those two, whereas yeah, like yeah. Nene is kind of like stop giving away all our money, like da da da. And like if you never had it and you have it now, you'd be more willing to be like, okay, here, like I want you also to do well, right? So right. it was just like a funny little thing to me that I was like, mm-hmm. 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 I feel like mm, okay. <laughs> I think it, he needs to lean into this like she's rich so she's bad with money yeah. stereotype. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, I know what he's doing. It was like it doesn't mean as right. much, but you're it's right. it was just like yeah. a funny little thing of like, okay, do you believe in redistribution of wealth? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might not. You don't. <laughs> he might not. So they're here, so they're they're going to the ship to talk to the sea folk because mm-hmm. this is like they need a fast ship. They need to get there immediately. And Moiraine was like, Well, there's a sea folk ship in the harbor, so go there. So she has this is I think important. She has sent them yes. to this ship. Yes. On purpose. Yes. Knowing stuff that they don't know. Yep. Very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. We'll get to why. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they get to the Athan Mir. Um, and they kind of, we get a like little bit of a description and they seem very like kind of 1920s movie pirate style, <laughs> right? With like Polynesian references. And, yeah. And maybe perhaps. some like South, South Asian, Southeast Asian sort of yeah. like culmination of things. This is where we like lean into some appropriation for sure with the sea folk, I think. <sighs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's like, I can't. I can look at those things and some things are like, yes, in, you know, in Indian culture, we do have nose rings that then mm-hmm. have earrings that can, we call it a knot that will like connect to the earring. And like there are these pieces of cultural that exist, but it's so 
mishmash. Oh, yeah. He's like selecting from a bunch of different places and then meshing them together, which I think a lot of people think makes it better because like I'm not stealing one thing. I'm I'm just taking a bunch of tiny things. Yeah, I don't know. I it's so weird because I'm like, I couldn't. I'm not saying it's better. No, it's no, no. I'm trying to say that like I don't really know actually how to feel about it. Like I don't it doesn't like make me mad. Right. Because I'm like, I can't even tell you right what what it is. But there's just something that feels weird about it. Yeah. You know, like something about it. I'm like, I don't know why. Right. But something doesn't feel correct. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they so so we meet we meet the the wind finder and the what's her name? The sail mistress? Is the sales mistress, I believe. The sales mistress, who are these two women. One is older than the other. Um, and they're like very, you know There's a lot of like uh um tradition and like yes. sort of circumstance that you have to go through with them, which yes. Moiraine yes. has impressed upon. Yes, it's like very specific Emily. things you say, and like here's how this you know, negotiation barter, is going to go. Gift. Exactly, it's an exchange exactly. of gifts, etc. And so Elaine is like, "Name, don't fuck this up." Right. So they go down to talk to these two women into the hold to like negotiate for passage, and and it's sort of interesting because they they know they're wearing their rings mm-hmm. like the these these Atha and Mir women know that their eyes to die yes and they're like looking at each other about a thing and then they're like go down and you don't really know what like their sort of silent conferring is doing until they start to talk more yeah so they they get down well even before they kind of like uh sit down they get down there and they see a Senshan helmet yeah. Right. That that's one of the first things they see in this uh, cabin, and you find out that these two women and their ship have gone up against the Senchan and won. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. they beat this other boat down, which they're immensely surprised by because they know what the Senchan are capable of with their um, right dominate, etc. Right. Um, and then they kind of sit down and are like, okay, let's let's have this conversation about whether or not you'll take us to Tanchigo. <laughs> right. And in the meantime, like, this is also, like, a weird moment where this girl oh, yeah. comes in to serve them tea, and she's not wearing a shirt, and Elaine and Nynaeve are, like, scandalized, and the girl gets in trouble because the sail mistress is like, we are still in sight of land, and you have to wear your shirt until we are oh, yeah. off on sea. And, like, it's this whole, like, oh, different customs, like... Which is another... We'll hear again later yes. on from Egwene, and it's it's sort of this, like... I'm chill. I'm right. cool. It's cool. I'm scandalized, but I know I shouldn't be. So like, it's fine. And it's, you're like, okay, it's just a weird right. way to present the idea of like, like we're, I don't know. It's, it's like, I want, it's like, he was like, I want to make sure to recognize that there are going to be cultural differences amongst these various communities. Right. And I'm going to do it through the lens of someone who is meant to be queen of her own land which to me says perhaps don't make her so feel so green and so like naive but then i'm still gonna have her be like oh oh my goodness to me it feels like she's a stand-in for the white european yes exactly 100 and like so she's gonna be scandalized by this woman walking around with no top on but she also because she's had training 
uh, to be a yeah, ruler but that, it's knows just silly, right? That, no, I, I I'm agreeing with you. I just think he, like the thing he's trying to yeah. do is like look to a European. This is scandalous. But also Elaine knows that other people have other customs, so she's not actually scandalous. But she's still scandalized, it's and you're like, just, okay, like, it's too much. All right, it's too much. <laughs> okay, fine. It's just too anyway. much happening. <laughs> so that all happens, and then right, they they tell them. That they want to go to Tanchico, and they know that it's not where they're going, so they offer this like giant, like an payment. exorbitant amount ridiculous of ridiculous amount of money, and they're like, okay, well, and then this is kind of amazing. The sale mistress explains that like they don't carry Aes Sedai, and like Aes, they don't usually do it. And Aes Sedai, what the the key is, Aes Sedai know this. Yeah, yes, like yes. she was like, Aes Sedai don't usually ask us because they know right. that we will generally say no mm-hmm. and elaine is kind of like moiraine didn't tell us that right and like is that why she gave us these giant bribes to like get her to do the thing but then also like why would she send us somewhere where she didn't think we were gonna get accepted yeah and 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 it actually doesn't make a ton of sense to me no. No, like, why doesn't. wouldn't she tell? Like, this is something right. where I'm just like, why wouldn't you prep right. them? Right, right. Why not? No, I don't know. Right? There, she, like, it's actually very lucky that, so it turns out the sea folk have their own version of the prophecy, which is mm-hmm. not surprising because everybody has their own version of the, the prophecy yep. in some way. Um, They call it the Jendai prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about Koramor, mm-hmm. uh, who is the dragon reborn. And so they are... Basically, what ends up happening is, and I want to make sure I'm not like skipping a ton, but of course, it's it's in the same way that the Isles prophecy is specifically is specific to the waste. The Sea Folks prophecy is specific to the sea. You know, like mm-hmm. the way they tell it, which is very interesting. I think Jordan, as usual, does a really good job of like showing us how many different stories can exist in the same space and be the same story in vast yeah. tellings. Yes. Um, yes. I will say it got a little on the nose at the end <laughs> with the whole like, and the white tower shall be broken by his name and I Sedai shall kneel to wash his feet and dry them right. with their hair. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Like he gets a little on the nose with some of these right. with like Calendar going back into the stone mm. and like. Sadar, oh, yes. Oh, then, like, we'll get there. We'll get there. And like the, the tree, yeah. a little, the Bodhisattva, and, like a little no, later and you're like, oh, you got to pull it back a little bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. But yeah, so so we find out that the reason this the these uh sea folk are even considering taking them is because they believe that Rand mm-hmm. is the the their Koromor and this gives them a different relationship to Aes Sedai. And then Nynaeve and Elaine are like, we have to go to Tanchico to protect him. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. So we will take you. Um and the reason we find out is that like the 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 windfinder can channel, like they recognize that happens a little bit later um because first we get that instance with the sale mistress's husband who comes oh, yes. in and they have like a little weird interaction that elaine and Nene don't totally get but it's like mildly explained to them yeah um because this again ends with whatever happened with rand and the ship goes rolling and like because they're yes. in the midst of being like, okay, we'll do this. We'll do it for the draft. Well, Coromore, we'll do it for mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we will not take your money. Like, this is to protect Coromore, and so we will do it. Right. Um, 
and they're like, we should have an exchange because we're doing this. And then she's like, but I got to get the boat ready. And then that whatever happens, happens. Yes. But then we go straight back into Elaine. Like it doesn't cut anywhere. Yeah. And Elaine's kind of like, well, that had to be Rand. Right. And she (laughs) thinks it's because he's mad about the letters she sent him, which is hysterical. Girl. Girl. Come on now. Come on. Context. Um, <laughs> I know. Oh, but then, okay, so they go back up onto yes. deck, and who is on deck? Oh, I love this moment. I did too. But Tom, Marilyn, and Julian Sandar. Julian, not Julian, as I keep calling him. <laughs> Julian Sandar. <laughs> yes. And she's like, so these guys say they're here for you? And the guys are clearly not together. They're yeah. like, you know, scrutinizing each other. <laughs> yeah. But they're just like, oh, whatever. And she's like, should I, do you want me to bring them? And Nynaeve, of course, is like, let me go talk to them. Which this is, again, like, very silly. But, like, yeah. like I did, like, this little moment between Elaine and Nynaeve Nina- mm-hmm. where she's like, why don't I talk to them? And yeah. you watch. I mean, Nave like knows what she's doing, so they have yes. like a sweet kind of funny little moment. Yeah, I did. I did want to talk about like <laughs> where does it happen? Where she like okay, it's on the next page. She starts talking to Tom and has this feeling like I feel like he's so familiar, even though I've never met right. him. Um, after they oh sorry, she talks to Julian first, right. Who reminds them, like, actually, the last time we hung out, like, I helped save your lives, which right. they does not love. No. And I love this. They're like, why are you here? And he's like, well, Lan came to my room and, like, dragged me out of bed and told me I had to go with On you. behalf of a shepherd. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. I love, <laughs> I love that idea that, like, Lan is like, all right, I can't stop Naomi from going right. to Tanchico. I'm super <laughs> mad about it. I like angry kissed her in the last scene. So I'm going to send somebody with them. More kissing? Which, and he doesn't even know that Moiraine has done the exact same thing with Tom. I know. It's with Tom. Very funny. I love it. It's very funny. It. Um, yes. So of course, like then Naomi, you know, shifts the conversation to Tom and is like, oh, did a shepherd send you to send you right. also? And Tom Tom's like, no, it's this other lady. And then <laughs> this person is like, what? Because yeah. Elaine just pulls his mustache. I know. So, okay, I have I have big questions about Elaine and Tom. Yes, I have, I have big questions, but also I want to talk about. <laughs> so in one of the early seasons of Gilmore Girls, <laughs> I think about this scene all the time because it made me laugh so hard. Lane who is Rory's best friend, she's this, like, Asian girl, is, like, she has a big crush on this boy. <laughs> and she's, like, he's in, they're in marching band together, I think, and they're about to go and do a parade or something, and they're all in their outfits, and he's kneeling down, and she has said to Rory how much she likes his hair. She's, like, he mm. just hair. And so he's, like, leaning down, like, tying his shoe or something, and she looks down, and she touches his hair <laughs> because she can't help herself. <laughs> and she gets so embarrassed, she just fucking runs away. Yeah. Just leaves. And that's what I thought of. I was like, if I was Elaine, <laughs> I would just fucking leave. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. You have just met this man, and yeah. you pulled his mustache. <laughs> How do you recover? I mean, you can't. No, and she's Jordan, like, I'm sorry. Have yeah. we met before? I just had this feeling. Jordan is like, 
totally she could get back on track with that conversation. No, <laughs> she could not. No one yeah. could. No one could yeah. fix that. <laughs> but okay, the, my objection to this scene is that how can this possibly be the first moment that the two of them are like interacting with each other? How could it not like, be? Can that be right? Yeah. Well, they've been in the stone together for like yeah. But think weeks. about where Egwene or where Elaine is and where Tom is. Tom makes it a point to not be seen as anything more than just like your like little okay. Old but like they're all interacting with Rand and like Tom knows the girls a bit and like it but just Tom seems is, unlikely I, to me. I feel like Tom would deliberately not put himself in a position to run into I suppose a- that's fair. Like, that I suppose seems that's realistic fair. to me because he has more information than she does. And if she saw him, I don't think she would take much notice of him if he wasn't Yeah. the focus. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, so they have this really awkward, incredibly awkward interaction. It's very um, uncomfortable. But they, but they're like, yes, fine. They can come with us. It's fine. Like, let's go but, already. But um, Nave does this thing where she's like, "But you have to listen to me. You have to listen to me. You have to make a. You yeah. have to swear. You have to listen to me." And so Tom, very reluctantly, after being like, "Look, I will help you. Don't worry," is like, "Fucking fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just do it." Um, and it's very uncomfortable like in a way because you're like why are you Tom has literally done nothing aside by being Mm -hmm. sent from Moiraine and like I understand her point with Julian because he did betray (laughs) them right like that is a fair point like that is absolutely 100% fair but to Elaine's point like what did Tom Marilyn do literally the only thing she can say is that Moiraine sent her and I don't trust Moiraine and I'm like could you stop being so annoying well she she does also say like that he knows that they're not full eyes to die and so he could decide that he knows better than them but it's weak I it's it's weak very weak because when Elaine pushes her literally all she says is he admitted to being sent by Moiraine was mm-hmm. like what has he not admitted what does she tell him that she had that he hasn't told us is he meant to help us or something else what else would why what this this what bothered me that that moiraine says she doesn't trust moiraine much more than she does leandrin like, which what? is like all right like, like calm so, the fuck that's what down I mean. it's like it's so yeah. absurd and that it continues yeah. is gonna i'm gonna complain about it every time i'm sorry i know yes, i yes. know i'm like a yeah. broken record but i'm just yeah. at least in this instance elaine is there to push back to be yeah. like and to be like that's ridiculous like moiraine understands what needs to happen like she mm-hmm. she is in it to fight the sh- the the shadow like her whole thing like that her whole thing yeah. and so like Nene says like fine but I don't have to like it then stop making decisions based yeah. on this supposed like yeah untrustworthiness of Moiraine in comparison to the black Aja Leandrin seriously like seriously get that stick out of your butt I know so annoying I know. So then we get some of Elaine, like they they set off and we get some of Elaine standing on the deck and like there's dolphins and also the women have all taken their shirts off. So she's like, you know, taking it all in as it were. And like being like, Um, I'll just look over here (laughs) because boobs, I guess. 
Yes, scandalous. Uh, and so then she has another interaction with Tom. This is like where... pretty sweet, right? I actually really enjoyed yeah. this conversation. This was a fun one because they really, she is really trying to figure out like, who are you? Why do I feel like I know you? And they have this kind of great philosophical conversation <laughs> about like story yeah. and legacy. Yeah. And it's kind of nice yeah. where Tom is like, look, it's it's because she's like, are you going to compose this great epic of the Dragon Reborn if you're a Gleeman? Like, is that why you're doing mm -hmm. this? And he's like, nobody's going to remember. Like everything will change. Right. Who knows? Like maybe you'll be the hero. Maybe I'll be the hero. But and he starts naming all these like stories that have existed for so long and whether or not we can trust what is told to us and it's just it's one of the threads yeah. I really enjoy that he puts yes. throughout of like everything is unreliable right like no matter what like I and I know we're gonna get a, a real version of this later when like a pretty yeah. big thing happens so I'm very excited to see it because I don't really remember how they all tie together and I'm very excited to see it come true um yeah but yeah, the entire time Elaine is like, I just have to keep him talking because I, I, it's like on the edge right. of my brain. Um, right. And she has this moment where she's like thinking about like she's not a kid. She can't pull his mm -hmm. mustaches. And then she's like, wait, a child. And then she like runs away. Well, first and... there's a very like big thing where um, he's like, she's thinking about the way he's talking to her. And he's like, he one, he's very familiar about her mother which she, she's like takes oh, umbrage right. with, right? And then he, she's like, he talked to her as seriously as, well, a father to daughter. And you're like, what? Mm. What? <laughs> Makes what happens next even weirder. I know. And so um, uh, she she lets loose maybe a little more than she needs to. Uh, because she says to Shara, the cargo master said, East of Mayin, that must be beyond the waste. Uh, and he's like, oh, I've never heard of Shara. Is it the city? Da, da, da. And she's like, oh, I have to be careful about how openly I speak with people, especially when we get to Tanjiko. Yeah. Oh. And then she like has this wave of like she almost remembers something and she runs off. Oh, but it's not it's not that she like she's about she does just remember something like on the cusp of remembering something. And as she's about right. to open her mouth, she feels what we know is channeling and like is like, oh, I got to go mm -hmm. see what's going on there. Um, and it turns yeah. out the Windfinder is the one who can channel and is that sort of the reason they don't bring Aes Sedai on to these boats because they don't want the Aes Sedai right. taking all of their channelers. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a really lovely moment, too, mm -hmm. because, you know, she's saying, like, we send a couple girls so they don't get too suspicious. But, like, we they whether or not we want to go, they would make us go. Because yeah. Elaine's like, oh, they're not going to force she's you. Like, yeah, they will. And they're like, she's like, ha ha. Yes, they absolutely will. It's It's actually very uncomfortably, like, recognizing sort of the violence that is perpetrated against non-european based communities mm. and was perpetrated mm -hmm. against by like literally taking their children and like colonizing yes. them in that way right like that's what the white yes. tower is doing Absolutely. to these communities and they're also we see it again with the island a few chapters of being like mm -hmm. we don't tell them because you will stick your nose in where it doesn't belong 
Right. And you'll take our young ones mm-hmm. from us and we don't want them. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so Elaine kind of gives yes. her promise mm-hmm. in whatever yeah, way Yeah, because she she's like, well, will you will you teach me? Because what you were doing was awesome yeah. and I want to learn that. And so it becomes more <laughs> of an exchange, like, All right, well, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, I won't tell anybody. I'll teach you what I know. You teach me what you know. Mm-hmm. We'll help each other. And like, that's really nice. It yeah. is. It's very, very sweet. Like, and then we get a little bit where she's like, so how fast is it going to be? And it's very, very fast. Like, she's like 10 days. Yeah. And I went back and looked at the map when when Elaine is like, that can't be possible. <laughs> I looked at a map and I was like, let me look at the map. <laughs> and it's a very far way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did I did love uh that interaction a whole lot. And so this was what this is what I think Moiraine was doing here is that because Nynaeve and Elaine do look young mm-hmm. for Aes Sedai and because they are not like sort of steeped in the White Tower culture and training. Uh-huh. Like my guess is that she sent them because she thought maybe that would come across to the sea folk. And also these girls are connected to three taverns. So like maybe things will happen for them that wouldn't happen for other people. And like, we do find out, we get a moment from her perspective where she says something about her suspicions about the sea folk. So like she's kind of sent them on a fact finding mission. Yeah. I was going to say, I think she's more for the tower's interest than fair. Like that. I read that very much more about the tower's interest than not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fair because while Moraine does recognize the divisions within the tower I think she very much is she's a towers woman through and through you know yeah (laughs) no it's true it's true it's true Um, so speaking of which we do kick off 21 with a Moraine POV which I will say (laughs) this this POV frustrated me because it feels like Jordan used it to undercut Moiraine's sort of like uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's just like she comes off as like like she thinks she knows so much, but she actually doesn't know anything. And now you, the reader, are you know more than she does, and so the tables have been turned mm. a little bit where she was the knowledgeable one, and so it's a little bit frustrating because I don't know that it yeah. was necessary to put those little barbs in of her thinking that Egwene was like pining over Rand or like whatever it just makes her seem stupid in a way that i didn't think he needed to do yeah 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 that's i think that's fair right we're getting a little bit of it like it kicks off with her being like land's not here and she's like irritated by it um i will say i kind of didn't hate how she was like i'm not jealous but it has been me and land for so long that yes. like I cannot yeah. fathom giving him up in that way. Like that felt very authentic to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, all the stuff about Egwene and the girls, like you know, relationships with Rand and whatever was very. It, it was just, and she's also like she's also thinking about because they've been summoned to this big mm-hmm. audience. Like Rand is going to make a big announcement, and so she is along with everybody else, which she's pissed off about, is going to this announcement to find out what he's going to do. And like as they're going, she's observing the people around her. She's looking at Egwene. She's thinking mm-hmm. about Lan, and she's also like watching the nobles and yeah. like noticing like you know the fruits of Tom's labor and Rand's interactions with them. And she's like, oh, but Tom didn't do this that well. Like she's con- she's just like constantly sort of 
uh, nitpicking almost. Yeah. Uh, like everybody else for doing things that she didn't tell them to do. Yeah. Which again is like, I mean, she is controlling totally. and she does know a lot and she's not perfect, but. But there's it's a, a way it's, to do Again, it. heavy handed. It's yes. heavy handed. Exactly. There's yeah. a way to do it that isn't this that could accomplish the same thing, yeah. right? Like it's accomplished in like the moment later right. on where she heals Rand and he says, ask, ask before you do that. Yeah. Which is fair. Like 100% right. on Rand's side. There, there are ways to make interactions do that without being in her head and seeing how like kind of small and petty she's being about stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you have a typo yeah. in your book? Like I have a typo in my book. So at the- Which page? On the bottom of page 339, it says untouchable by any hand but that of the dragon reborn. And then at the top of 340 is the same sentence. Yes. Ah, ha, ha. We have the same edition. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Sure enough. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't even know that I noticed it. I, I was like, did I? Read pretty fast and I'm not reading every word. I just like was like, did I make a mistake while I was reading? Um, but I right. did not. It's like a record scratch moment for your the, brain. The production. I did. I did like it this. Is. What? <laughs> yeah. I did like this moment where Moiraine and Egwene are talking about like, oh, where's Perrin? Like, I wonder where Perrin is. And how Moiraine is like, well, I don't keep as close an eye on him as Matt. And Egwene's like, yeah, like Regret. he knows his duty. He's not going to go anywhere. And you're like, oh, that one you don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. We do have. So we got a little bit about like the like uh nobles and and their danger to rand and and kind of how that's being dealt with um because we learn about late lady altima who you know yeah. my rain told the story of what tom did with those two men but he didn't deal with lady altima because of this absurd like i don't know maybe he doesn't deal with women which is silly because women are also harmful um which is right. another thing that we have seen come up a few times I loved this like recognition of the two of them looking at Matt, <laughs> who is like so furious at having to be there. <laughs> like I love he's in his green coat, but his like it's not buttoned. His boots are scuffed. Yes, he's like super nervous and like shifty about being there. But when yeah. he sees her looking, he like grins at her. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what I love it's just like he's so exhausting to keep track of like he avoids all her spies but then he doesn't like mm -hmm. recognize that he knew they were there they just can't find him I was like I love everything about this <laughs> he must be so annoying yeah it's real good <laughs> I love it um and then it's like that parent good. conversation happens but I did like this Moiraine being like the prophecies didn't tell me how to deal with all of these stupid kids yeah <laughs> so true that's <laughs> so true and it's great yeah it's we great. get more of these like sort of like um frustrations of like they think they know so much and they don't know enough and it's blah, 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 you know and finally because rand is just keeping them waiting and so then finally rand shows up with all his aisle and mm-hmm he and Matt kind of have this like smile back and forth where Moiraine is like, yeah, they are just boys. And it's a way to remind us also, I think, yes. that like there's still just these young people in an in extraordinary circumstance. Um, and, you know, this whole thing has been building of like, he has to go to war, right? He has mm -hmm. to go to war. And 
Rand is like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the politics of it lose me a little bit because I can't keep it in my head. Yeah, and it's like it, it it really goes into it like okay, so there's this like grain agreement with Mayin yeah. and like he's enforcing it by threatening to like execute somebody for this one. This one lord is like going to get executed if he doesn't do the thing. And then he's like, "Oh, but we're going to go to Carrion, but we're not going to take over. We're going to be peacekeepers cuz they're in a civil war and like we're taking this person, but then this other woman is going to watch this one's husband. And it's like a whole, like you, you like, I love the Gwen's line later. She's like, I can tell he just did something clever, but I don't understand yeah. it. And I was like, same girl, same. Right? Like, same. even though we're seeing it through Moiraine's eyes and she like knows what he's doing. I just can't bring myself to care enough yeah, about it's a little it. Bit like it's like the important thing. Yes, yeah, it's just too much. Because the important thing is that, like, they all think that Rand is going to lead the troops into mm-hmm. Carrion, but that is not what he's doing. He's like, I'm going away. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things, right? Because Moiraine kind of has this reaction of, like, it's humane what he's trying to do. It won't, it mm-hmm. won't be less killing. Like, there will still be a lot of death as yeah. she says to Egwene, but it is humane, you know, um, and he's dealing with this. I, it, it feels like in the most humane way that he can. Um, yeah. Because then, yeah, like you said, it's like, okay, we're, uh, we got to go. And Maureen's like, what? <laughs> Where? <Yeah. laughs> what do you mean? And Egwene is like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. And then he takes and then- Calendor. <laughs> yes. And he literally buries it halfway into the stone of tears. So that we literally have a sword the in the stone. It. Like, <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, so on the nose. <laughs> so referential. So extremely referential. Yeah. It could not be more referential. But it does seem. And from, so, like- right. So he does this whole. <laughs> and. And that's, but we find out that that's what actually produces the earthquake, the giant yeah. wave. Like, it's not that, like, Perrin is leaving. It's not that he got Elaine's letter. Of course letter. not. Like, he is doing, of course not. He's doing a Dragon Reborn thing. And, like, it is a big thing. It's it's so, it's, yeah, it's like this wild moment. And he's kind of like, this is going to be here. So just heads up. <laughs> And so he comes down. Yeah. And he sees Moiraine and Egwene. And first he's like, why are you still here? I thought you were going to Tanchico. And Egwene's like, no, I have to go to the Waste. And Rand, of course, is like, huh? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then instead he, like, kind of changes the subject to talking about things they remember doing in Two Rivers. And it's very Mm -hmm. sweet and sad. And Moiraine is like, I don't have time for this. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Why are you and Rand kind of has we're I still really like him. Like I feel like we're getting a yeah. good like we haven't gotten to the point where everybody hates Rand yet. So I'm no, I'm no. sure it's coming. But like right now you just are like he's doing the best he can with the advice he's getting yeah. and, and from people that he is talking to. And so dealing with the threats as he sees them, like Moiraine says, like by sending the lords that he sent to um, deal with the mm-hmm. civil war, he got rid of like seven of the ones that were threats against him and who are so mistrusting they like won't right. fight with each other, right? And then she's like, and what are you, with Calendor? Like, what are you doing about Calendor? And it turns out it's a 
no, because she's like, anyone can take it. You've touched it. Anyone can take it. Like right. anyone. And he's like, no, I set a trap. No. So be careful. Yeah. You can't but also take it either. Don't touch it. Don't, yeah. don't touch it. Like I couldn't teach it who to like do. And I actually think right. like the end of this. So we find out that he also wants to go to Rui Dean, which we know mm-hmm. Matt was told he has to go to, Egwene has to go to. So everybody has to go to the waste. Um, but at the end mm-hmm. of this, like Moiraine is so frustrated because she's like, you need to talk to me. Like I can help. And he says, like, you must trust me, Maureen, as I have so often had to trust you. And it's, I think that's fair. Like, I'm on his side, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a very, I mean, we're getting it from other POVs, but Mm -hmm. like, this is an extremely good Rand chapter in that we see him like, yeah, he's doing politics, which is not something that he was like trained to do, but he's figuring it out as he goes. He's making smart choices and he is refusing to act outside of his own moral convictions, even though everybody's like, you have to though, you have to. He's like, I don't have to, I will find a way to do this in a way that I can feel good about as good as I Mm -hmm. can about these horrible choices that I have. So yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's good. It's a good rant. It is. And then we get like straight into a Rand POV, which like, yeah, it makes me feel for him all the more, honestly. Like, I feel I like he's just <laughs> trying really hard. So it's him, all the aisle. Um, we get these, like, sort of, like, moments of, like, Egwene is like, do you think that we find out the aisle have this thing called the one-fifth rule where they get to take, like, a fifth of everything, but they were good about what they took. Like, they didn't take, like, the best or, like, whatever. Um right. And it's our first, uh, I think, vision of Pips, which I'm so excited about. Matt's horse, Pips. Yes! I know. I thought of it. I was like, oh, we're getting horses. We're horses. getting horses. We're getting a lot of horses. We we got Parent Stepper earlier. We are. Um, mm-hmm. But so he's talking of, like, we're getting, we get a lot of, like we talked about last time, of other people's perspectives on Matt. And and more so of it, I feel like it's building and building every every section we get to because we got a yeah. lot of like POV from Moiraine and Egwene about Matt. We got we get a lot of Matt mm-hmm. Rand perspective on Matt because um, mm-hmm. Rand's kind of like I don't know why Matt's coming. Like, is it friendship? Is it I don't know. Matt's kind of weird, but okay, right, right. You um, never can tell with Matt. <laughs> And like you, it's just kind of it's fun to see those moments of like, yeah, when we don't get a ton of POV from the person. Yeah, yeah, and then we get this conversation between Egwene and Rand about Elaine, which is silly again. Yeah, so silly. Like, oh, why did you, why did you just let her go? He's, He's like. like she, she wanted, wanted, to, she go. wanted to go. And you would have been mad at me if I tried to stop her. Yeah, so why like, would I try to stop her? And I know Gwen's point is like, you should have, but you could have told her that you didn't want her to go. Right. All you did be is like, I understand why you're leaving, but I would love it right. if you were to stay. But you can yeah. go. But I'd be happy right. if you stay. 
<laughs> anyway, it's all like a lot of feelingsy sensitivity. And then and then we find out uh because she knows that he's keeping something back because mm-hmm. she knows him that he's planning on using the portal stones to get to the waste. Like they're not going on a long journey. They are going to do portal stones. And Matt hears this and <laughs> Matt he's like loses no his shit. Way. He's like this sucks. No I don't want it to. Fucking it. Way. <laughs> He's like, this sucks. It's the worst. I don't want to go. And Rand's like, all right, you can leave. And Matt, right, you don't like, have to go. And, and he's like, like, um, no, I love that. It's like, oh, yeah, I do. I have to go. I have one life to give away. Might as well do it like this. He's so dramatic. It is. It's extremely dramatic. I did I did like this, which was interesting. Like, first of all, we know why Matt wants to go. No one else does. So Rand yeah. is understandably puzzled by this. But I love this. Like, Rand did, like, deep research into trying to find oh, yeah. out where these portal stones are. Yes. Yes. We hear about all. He's like, he read these travelogues and he talked to Ruark about them. And he, like, ID'd all of these things. And he figured out there's this portal stone outside of Ruidian. And it's like... Verify, he's like verified it with documents, primary source material. Like it's very like, I, right? You know, I was like, oh, you never know, like librarian sort of research. I know it's it's a. I love seeing this side of Rand. I know Rand's love like it. a jock love nerd. It. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like it's great. He's just like it's reading great. all these books and like doing all this like these works. Um, I will say, so this is another moment where we get like a frustration with Moiraine, but unlike sort of like the absurdity of Nanaves or like whomever, like this one works for me where Rand is like, she had kept too many secrets herself and made him follow her on blind trust too often. If anybody in this group gets to think this, it is Rand. (laughs) Rand is allowed. (laughs) I feel like. No one telling yeah, I will him agree. <laughs> that he might be the dragon reborn. <laughs> Sucks. <Right. laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And we're seeing like hints of his like sort of fractured thinking, right? Like on the top of 359 where he's like sort of um, thinking about if the librarian was telling him the truth or not. Like he was like, why would I lie? Or why would he lie? I'm getting too suspicious. No, I have to be suspicious. As trusting as a viper and as cold. And you're like, oh. Yeah, buddy. Poor dude. Yeah. And he's thinking, you're at this lovely moment. He's thinking about Perrin and Loyal because they're going through where the Ogier Grove. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hope he can help them because I can't help them. And you're like, oh, you're trying your best. I know. It's um, like really, I feel like this is a very tragic chapter for Rand where you're just kind of seeing yeah, how badly yeah. he wants to go home and be who he was and how much he knows he can't. But it's not, it doesn't yeah. feel like, it's not annoying. It's just sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we this yeah, is also and we get the the talk of the the Gen Isle. Yeah, and also the other clan, like how clans work yeah. in the Isle, because we haven't really mm-hmm. like we've heard about the societies of like like the Maidens of the Sphere, but mm-hmm. like we haven't heard as much about the clans and like the inter clan, you know complications and rivalries and yeah um, and how rare it is that this many people from all of these different clans who generally like are not down to hang are all over here together working together specifically because of the dragon reborn mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's very, very interesting um, and and, com- and complicated, I think, in yes. a way that will make more sense when we actually get into it, like when we're seeing people from the different clans and seeing kind of more variety to yeah. the the Isle characters that we have met. Because right now we kind of have like right. Ruark, who's very stoic and strong. We have like Gaul, who's like younger, but a little more playful, but still like very loyal. Um, yeah. Same with the spear maidens we've met between like Avienda and, and Chiad mm-hmm. and Bayan and all them. We haven't really, there's not a lot of like variety in terms of how different people actually are in a society. And we get a little bit of that once they finally make it. Yeah. 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 And we get our first interaction really between Rand and Avienda mm-hmm. uh, because they're trying to find where the stone is because it's not super obvious. So they send out scouts um, while Ruark is like telling Rand all this stuff about the Isle. And Avienda is the one who finds the portal stone. And they have this very awkward interaction because Avienda is like giving him the stink eye. And he's, and like, he's like, why? I don't even why know don't you. you like me? <laughs> right. Like, why are you mad at me? Who are you? And like, why are you mad at me? And she's like, well, you treated my friend Elaine like crap. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's kind of like funny and sweet because he's just like, who are you? Right. There's right. also this like moment where he notices Egwene is like talking to Matt about something and trying to get him to tell her something. And he's like, <laughs> he's either like lying or he really doesn't know anything. And we don't know what that is. As- presumably it's she wants to know what he found out when he went through the doors right yeah that's what I guess I think it's about the doors yeah like I feel like it has to be about the doors because I'm sure she's furious yes exactly exactly um so Moiraine was very suspicious about this portal soul plant she's like I don't okay if you're if you think you can find them go for it and uh, lo and behold they find the stone um but now we get a little more information about the symbols and Mm -hmm. what kind of how they work, how Rand has figured out they work, right? It's still pretty confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... 100%. Mm, okay. No. Um, but he's very lucky because Rourke shows up and he's like, oh, those two mean Ruidine. Reading. Ruidine. I cannot say this word out loud. I say it Ruidian, so I don't, I'm not even saying it the way you're saying it. Ruidine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Ruidine. Ruidine. <laughs> Hmm. Sorry, everyone listening. Um, it's fine. But he sees the two symbols because the 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 aisle we should say are very. They don't really speak of it. It's it's anything that Rand wants to get out of Rourke. He literally has to like pull teeth to get Rourke to tell him these things. Yeah. And Rourke is like, "This I've seen something that looks like this near Ruidin. That's as much as I can tell you." Like, that's all I can say. Yeah. But there are two symbols, and Rand doesn't know which one to take. Um, He's like, yeah. well, and he's hoping. He's like, God, I hope the Taveran thing works. It can't mess up. Right. It can't, this can't be where it goes wrong. Like, it has to go right. Yeah. Um, And then Matt is like, how about I flip a coin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is a great scene because we actually get to see them owning their Taveran yes. 
like nature and like using it to their advantage. Like I think this is the first time we've seen Rand embrace it. And we know that Matt has started to come to grips with it. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to see them. I love it. He was like, yeah, go ahead, Matt, flip a coin. But then he's like, I'm going to tell you which it landed heads up or tails. It's this one. And it, Matt's like, uh, sure yeah, enough. Yeah, it's like, know? yeah, yeah. It had to start working for me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, the other thing we kind of glossed over is that Moiraine is like, uh, how are you going to take this many yeah. people and like mules and stuff all through? Yeah, like, from what I understand, it, it didn't this. go well the last time. <laughs> no, exactly. And he's like, oh, I found an angry owl. Like, I found this little dude with a sword in, in the, in the you know, in the storeroom. So I like, it's going to be fine. And no she's big. Like, oh, and she's God. like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I totally tested it. <laughs> yeah. He did not. It's totally going to be fine. He did not Straight test it. Straight up lying. <laughs> But <laughs> and so of course Moiraine is like out. Mm, okay, bud. Uh yeah, and so he yeah. does it and it works and he gets them to the waste and he gets them to just to the to the portal stone that is on that mountain that he read about. Um mm-hmm. and then we go straight into Egwene's POV so that we can see her yes. remembering her experience from Teleranriod. Having and having it be in real life of being like super hot, seeing all these aisle, um, and Matt is just like, we made it, <laughs> like holy shit, we made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> I know it was like big. I'm not dead energy coming from this kid right yes. now. <laughs> Oh, and then we get like a lot about the clan divisions, like a lot about the clan divisions yeah, and like, like about how the aisle work. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, you know, it's, you know, we, we find out that like you cannot spill blood here. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. And and there was a moment when all the aisle who came with them, like both sides kind of had raised their veils and were ready. But then they when they realize what's happened, they calm down. Um, because the wise ones are there already. So the wise ones, the ones are wise already ones are there, there. Mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, y'all, like swords down, weapons down, like let's not do the thing. Uh, and Egwene's kind of like, oh my god, finally, I can, I can ask them, and she's like looking for Avienda to help, and Avienda's trying to sneak out of there. Yes, <laughs> and the wise that. ones are like, uh, 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 come back here, back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good, it's so good. Um. But, she, you know, Egwene's very anxious, but she's, like, kind of like, okay, Maureen's being cool, Lan's being cool. As long as they're, like, maintaining their cool, I'll maintain my cool. And they're like, everything will be fine. You know, everything's yeah. everything's going to be fine. Um, yeah. And we found out that Maureen, in that letter that the Wise Ones wrote to her about, like, Avienda, among other things, they were like, we'll meet you on this particular day mm-hmm. in Ruidian. And Maureen was like, I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, sure enough. Here they are. So we like get more uh, validity to the wise ones knowledge and and training and abilities. Yeah. And how omniscience can come through dreaming, which which feels like it's going to be important for Egwene at some point. You think? Um, (laughs) They like in some of these clan stuff, we see that there's potentially some uh, bad blood between Rurik's clan and another clan to the Mm -hmm. point where somebody has to come and be like, I'm going to watch your back, even though I can't say it because I don't want you to like be offended. Right. Um, Right. 
And there's a succession issue. Somebody, one of the yeah, um, like clan chiefs has died. And so Mulradin is in Ruidian trying to like become the next uh, clan chief of the Shadow. And his brother Kuladin is a total asshole. Like, such a dick, right? <laughs> He's just like such a dick. Which I have to say, like when the wise the wise ones are like, "You're flawed within, and we would never let you go." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's cold. Yikes, it's cold. cold as ice, ice cold." Um, yeah, because it turns out you have to, as an isle, in order to become a clan chief, you must go to Reedin and go through whatever the like um, trials are there, because either you yeah, come yeah. out a clan chief or you die, and you never or you right. never come out right. Um, and you have to get permission to go from the wise ones. Yes, everybody has to say Switch. yes. Yeah, which leads us to this great moment where Rand's research comes through again. Yes. He does this whole like bow and like formulaic like asking of permission, mm-hmm. and they're like, "All right, like that's a little old fashioned, but it's like sure, clearly you have isle blood in you." Like they acknowledge his it's, heritage, and Rand acknowledges and... it. Right? Rand says, "My mother was isle." Yeah, it's a really big moment. It's a very very big moment. Like he's like free. You can tell even from Egwene, like Egwene's point of view, like he's freaking out. Right, he does this, and in yeah. front of Kuladin, who is like that, he's no Isle, blah 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 blah. But he says, "My mother was mm-hmm. Isle," and Amy's, who is the the one that Egwene met in Teleranriot, is like, "Not your mother, your father." And which I don't understand that because we know his mother was a maiden of the spear, so like, how could she not be Isle? I like, think- I don't understand that. Yeah, it was a, it was a little confusing. Um, because I th- I took it to mean that they're thinking about his father because like right we we know we that know. his mom is I, I thought we knew that his mom yeah. is Isle I thought we knew that too but I'm it's confusing I like understand why we didn't get this part in Rand POV because I think it actually would have yes. been too intense because of yeah, we, we know his feelings about Tam and so I think mm-hmm. it would have distracted from what needs to happen. Um, right. It, it it would have been a different also, kind of factor, right? Also, Egwene being like, "Hold up, yeah, I know." Like she's the last person to know that that right? Rand's parents are not his parents. I know. I was like, "Oh, Egwene." Um, and so they say, like, yeah. they all say yes, and then before they can say anything, Matt's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hold up! I would also like to go." You do. He like he does yeah. the same thing. Uh, he does like Rand's bow, and he's like, "I also ask," yeah. and then Coolidge like just fucking loses it. And he's like, no, wetlanders are not allowed. And he tries to look spear Matt. Yes. And then we find out the wise one. And he gets sent to his room. Yeah. They literally send him to his tent. Well, they channel to get him out. So, like, that's a moment where you find out, like, 100% without, like, two of them at least can can channel with uh, Amy's and Malayne. And... Egwene realizes that Moiraine didn't know, mm. which is a big deal, right? Because like more, right. she's like Moiraine was just as surprised. And then they send Kuladin after Kuladin is like, <laughs> none but blood may enter, and they're like, go away. <laughs> and they say, but after he leaves, they say no to Matt. And Rand is like, okay, but you said yes to me, and so he's coming with. <laughs> Right. Which is like pretty fun. And they have this whole I know. And they have this whole moment they're like, well, 
you know, everything is changing. Like the old ways are going. Like all of these signs and portents are happening. Like, Mm -hmm. can we actually stand against what is like gonna happen? And so they change their mind. And they they and say he can go. They are like, all right, fine. And then they have this. I yeah. actually really yeah. quite enjoyed this moment between Matt and Rand because it felt like very, again, like very authentic where they're like, okay, you can go. Um, just know that like most people don't come back. You're not allowed to take food or water. Um, you can't go with any of your weapons. So you have to place everything on the ground. So Matt mm-hmm. like puts his like belt oh, yeah. knife down. That's and the like uh, angry L. And then Matt's just like, I love this like cartoony pile of weapons yes. that he like piles up and Egwene is like, yes. what the hell? And then she tells <laughs> them, you cannot speak to another living person because it's, you have to like, it's as if you're dead. So you can't haunt us. Right. You cannot speak to us. Um, and so once that goes through, Matt's like, well, I guess we can talk to each other though. <laughs> and Egwene kind of has the watch, watches them have this whole conversation. Like, should we ride? No, I think we have to walk. And he's like, God damn it. Okay. (laughs) And she kind of just watches them as they walk off. And Matt's kind of like, you're not going to do anything crazy. Like, I want to come back alive. And Rand's like, yeah, (laughs) me too, man. Like, same. (laughs) And they, she just kind of watches them have this conversation as they walk off into the sunset towards Reedian, I guess. I just thought it was a really funny, sweet little scene. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then Egwene is like, ah, so hey, I'm here. Like, you told me to come. And they're like, no, no, no. We have, okay, so all of the men go away now. Like, Lan, you have to go. Like, everybody, all the dudes go away. They call Lan on Elaine. On Elaine. Mm -hmm. Because Moiraine asks, like, why do you call him one man? And they're like, oh, we know him. He's the last of them all carrying. (laughs) <laughs> we we go way back with Lan. Like we go way we, back. We know, but like we don't we didn't know that he he like listened to you and you know, she explains. Um but Egwene kind of notices that Moiraine is frustrated because they said they were almost sure that Lan would come and not one hundred percent certain that Lan would come, which is bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in what world would Lan not follow Moiraine, but paired in tandem with what we know about Moiraine's anxiety about it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then they're like, okay, Avienda, now we're going to deal with you. (laughs) And you get this whole, she's like, I don't want to be a wise one. I want to be a maiden of the sphere. And you're like, they're like, too bad i like i had to get i ran away 16 times and i'm here today so you're just gonna have to suck it up and so they send her off to the to ruidian which but is, she goes naked she goes naked and it's to do the which test. is the custom and it's to do the, it's, the wise one test. It's a different thing. It is a different thing but it's very as Egwene notices it's very similar to what she went through yeah. Or the accepted test. Only she was like, I don't even know yeah. if I could have done it prior. Like, I got a little bit of training prior to going, yeah. you know, it because they tell you, like, you're going to see these different futures. Like, they will guide you, mm-hmm. but they're not going to totally guide you. And and it's very similar to what we know Egwene and Nene have went through. Um, mm-hmm. And Egwene kind of recognizes the difference between what she and Nene have went through and how that impacted 
Nenev differently than yeah. it did her, which I thought was very right. Um, more thoughtfulness she showed towards Nenev in a long time. It's very true. It's very true. And so Avienda goes off um, and runs off to also to Ruidin, whatever. <laughs> um, and so Egwene finally gets to to chat. So it is, yeah. So Amy's is they're talking about Rand, and they're like he has his mother's eyes, so I'll for right. sure. And Egwene kind of is like, so you guys knew his parents, and they're like, yeah, that's his story though. Like we're not gonna tell it. <laughs> Right, it's not your business. Then there's this very like long explanation of the Gaishin, right? And the Gito, the honor and the system, G- and like yeah. how servants Gaishin. happen. Yeah, they're they're like they're warriors who were shamed in battle, more or less, and so they're serving for a year and a day to like regain their honor, and it's like a whole thing. It's like a whole and system. We get a very, we get a bunch of stories about it. Um, I mean, it is, it's a little info dumpy. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's expanding I mean, the world. It's expanding the world. And I guess the two points that are interesting are that Egwene is like, nah, no, 100% no, I will never be like this again. And she's understandably relating it back to her own experience of being yeah. captured. Yes. And um, the second point is kind of this aside conversation they have within the info dump where they're like, but nowadays people are acting in this different way, right? And again, right. showing the – in a different way that like change is happening and that meanings are shifting and, and all these right. things. So those are the two like kind of important pieces it felt from that info dump. Yeah. Because um, yeah. other than that, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much – so much information. <laughs> So many names. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so many names. So many things all at once. But then, so then we move into this point where Moiraine is like, so you send me this letter and like, tell me more about how you knew what you knew. And they have a conversation about that. But then it becomes clear that Moiraine has to go into mm-hmm. Ruidian, which is like another, like they already sent one outlander in and now they're going to send in another one. It's like a whole big thing. Um but yeah, and they the way that they find it out is like not exactly the way that yeah. they had planned, and so they're not sure how they've because changed like, things. They have this and... conversation about how they don't know things based on what happens in Teleran Riot, right? Like they were like, we right. didn't know Matt was coming, we didn't know Egwene was coming. Like we we right. can be influenced, and and it can tell us what might happen, but we don't know. Um, and Moiraine is kind of talking about language and what worlds words mean. So Teleranriod means the world of dreams or perhaps the unseen world. Um, and right. Elaine, which is what they call Lan, is one man, but also the man who is an entire people. And so it was just like interesting when you're, and she's kind of like pushing their buttons a little bit, right? Because she's like, mm-hmm. I Sedai meant servant of all and Isle meant dedicated in your in the old tongue. It implies an oath written into your bones. So I've always wondered like what are the Isle dedicated to? And she brings up again the Gen Isle, the true dedicated, which is the the mm-hmm. the clan that people don't talk or that they don't discuss, right? It's whether or not it really exists, right. etc. And then of course they like have that slip of the tongue about her going to Ruidian 
I'm going with your pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Mine is too hard. Um, <laughs> and they again are like, well, we in every influ- it, like instance we saw, you brought it up. So things have already changed. Right. And so they yeah. don't they don't know how it's going to go. Right. Ugh. Right. And she says not to let but land. But she goes. She says not to let land follow her, though. And I'm oh, so anxious no. about it. like I don't know I don't really remember if what I don't know like I know I have anxiety about it which means that my body and my brain are telling me something (laughs) but like I don't quite remember (laughs) yeah I I remember some things I don't want to say anything don't say anything okay um (laughs) so my brain runs off naked (laughs) to Ruidian Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just ends with them, like, Egwene being like, teach me. And they're like, it's going to be really hard. And if you're not good at this, we're going to be really hard on you. And like, okay, cool. We know what's coming there, I think. Yeah. (sighs) And then chapter 24. Oh, the most cliffhangeriest of all chapters in the world. I literally was like, I had so much anxiety about reading this chapter that I like put the book down because I was just like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like bad things happen, but I don't remember (laughs) where they are. Um, and so we're back in Matt's yeah. perspective. And it's like really fun and um, per usual, but it's, it's, I just miss seeing them interact, I think, like seeing the boys yeah. interact and seeing yeah. the, all the two rivers folk interact mm-hmm. without kind of like the, the ones who are on even, even footing, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cause you yes. even have like, Absolutely. you have like, uh Matt and Rand sort of like bickering a little bit where Rand is like, what do you even want yeah. here? And Matt's like, what do you want here? Is the is being the dragon reborn like not enough for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he lets slip to Rand that those snake people mentioned like told him to go to Ruidian. And Rand's like, they didn't say that mm-hmm. to me. And Matt's kind of like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so they're exploring a little bit. You get these descriptions of these, like, fanciful structures mm-hmm. and, like, there's, like, all of this weird stuff yeah, around. Yeah, like an and they're unfinished not sure where they're city. supposed to go. Right, it's, right. It's, it's all, all very... weird. Like the fog? Yeah. The fog around the city? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they get it's to like the a, tree it's like of a life. Field sort of... Yeah, this was extremely... Like, it's literally... It's just the, Buddhism. The tree it's, that it's Buddha's like, that right, under. Right, yeah. it's, like... What are you doing, man? Like, you just took Siddharth Gautam out of like Buddhism and just put him in the story. It was, it's a little like, it's, it felt a little like, oh, this is a story that I can use and not like an actual, like, like treating it like mythology instead of religion, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to include King Arthur, it's a very different thing to include Gautama Buddha. Like, that's not. Like, cool. the name was not all that. It's, like, instead of Gautam, it's Gotham. Yeah. Okay. Like, you it's have... It's the same name. It's the same name. You have, like, you know, references to Mary Magdalene and having the, like, Aes Sedai wash the feet of, you know, the dragon reborn. Mm-hmm. But you're not calling the Aes Sedai Magdalene's, right? Like, you're not literally pulling the words of that. Like, it just felt very weird and unnecessary, yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was strange. Weird. It was strange. Because they were like, he felt contentment, peace, well-being. Like, yeah. yeah. Are they achieving nirvana by just sitting under uh, the no. tree? For like five seconds. For five seconds. They've been there for a minute. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not good. It's it was, not okay. It was just very great. strange. 
Um, yeah. So Rand is like, okay, I think I have to go by myself through one of these structures. And again, there's this like very funny moment where Matt's like, okay, but if you're not back in an hour, I'm leaving here. Like, don't leave me here, man. I'm not going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Like, I'll come. I'm not going to come in there after you. And just this very like bravado when you know it's like, like he's like screaming at Rand after Rand leaves. Like, don't you leave me here in the waste with Moy Rain in the freaking aisle. <laughs> like, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. um, but then he finds the door again. Yep. And goes What he thinks is. He, right, right. Sorry. Yes. Correct. It looks similar. It's got some differences, but mm-hmm. it looks very similar. And he's like, well, shit, like, I didn't get the answers I wanted last time. So I'm going to go through again. Maybe I can go through again. Like, in what world oh. do you not walk through this door and see what's on the other side and be like, this was a mistake. I'm leaving immediately. Yeah. Because it's, like, dirty. It's, it's scary. Yeah. The being who meets him is this, like, creepy foxish character like he's got sharp who's like wearing a skin coat oh god yeah the leather he's wearing is made out of like human skin it's very creepy and scary right and the guy keeps like Mm -hmm. clearly being over the moon that matt has even showed up and that he's staying and yeah of course matt is like noticing all of this but he's still like but i gotta get answers i have to get answers um and so he like smells this familiar smell which turns out to smell like a wild animal's lair and he the room he finally gets to because it's a very creepy description of like a repetitive hallway and like whatever he gets to this room and it's again these like creepy beings though they're different than the last ones and they're not Mm -hmm. kind of really talking to him they're just like speak by the ancient treaty here is an agreement made what is your need speak and so he's like okay, why do I have to do these things? Like, why do I have to marry the daughter of the nine moons? How will I die and live again? And what does it mean that I have to give up half the light of the world? Those are my three questions. Say something. They don't say anything. So he's like, then he just starts talking. He's like, I'm not going to marry. I'm not going to die. Like, I don't care if I'm going to live again. I walk around with holes in my memory and you stare at me like idiots. If I had my way, I would want these holes filled. But at least the answers to my questions might fill some in my future. You have to answer. And they say, done. And you're like, oh, no. Something happened. (laughs) And they keep saying, he's like, well, what? I want to be I want to be free from the so he keeps saying like all these things that he wants like I want to be free from the yes. to die I want to go back to Ruidian open the door let me and they say done and then the yeah. woman says done and he's like what and then they call him a fool and you yeah. the, and he's like wise task for leave taking when you set no price no terms yet a fool not to first agree on price we will set the price and they're like talking really fast and he's like what are you talking about and then the chapter ends utter darkness closed around him there was something around his throat he could not breathe air he could not ellipses <laughs> and we being the wonderful hosts that we are stopped reading <laughs> so rough it's so, so rough. rough so it's clear though it's clear that these are not question answering whatevers. Mm-hmm. These are wish granting yep. whatevers, right? He has basically expressed three wishes yep. with no terms. Yep. So like 
now we find out what the terms are, which is basically he's going to die probably. Like, Except we know he doesn't. Like, it sounds Because like. it's only book four. It's only book but four. But it's very stressful. It's very it's stressful. very stressful. <sighs> Man. All right. Well, Whew. that was that. Was that. Um, that was that. We're very stressed out. I'm still tr- going to try not to read until closer to our next recording because if I read too early, <laughs> I don't to, remember yeah. enough. <laughs> but keep an eye out for future episodes every other Wednesday. Next time, we will be talking about chapters 25 to 32 of The Shadow Rising. Uh, you can keep up with the conversation at hashtag Tarvalin or bust. Or on our Patreon, which has a lot of good stuff like we talked about at the beginning and lots of comments about the trailer and good conversations there. And speaking of which, big shout out to our Patreon supporters, Barry Q, Ruth A, Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, support your local library, Sam S, David U, Amy R, Meredith, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Coast, MJ Paxton, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. If you would like to join us over there, it's patreon.com slash or bust. We just have one level. It is a dollar. <laughs> It's a good time. It is a good time. And a big thank you to Brian Dunn, fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician, who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And if you are enjoying the show and feel like leaving a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice, please do that. It does help other folks to find the show. And we love to see those come in. We might even read it on air. I'm just saying. It's true. So, yes. <laughs> uh, and in between shows, you can find us. Well, let's see. I am off social media for the next little while. I'm taking a break. Uh, but you can listen to me on podcasts at Book Riot, both Get Booked and SFF. Yeah. And here, obviously. <laughs> Preeti, where can people find uh, you? I am extremely on social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me basically everywhere uh, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, Instagram at Run With Skizzers. That's S K I Z Z E R. I do kind of tweet about when I'm reading and and ideas about what I'm thinking before we record the show and stuff. So definitely um, come hang out and chat with me. And you can find me find me on this podcast, obviously, and also Desi Geek Girls, which I co-host with Sapna Krishna. And um, I think next month we are going to be talking about Star Trek: The Next Generation and the Q episodes. Oh. Hmm. Um, but in the meantime, this episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending.